Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Rivers Casino. And a lot of Eagles fans are pretty happy with Vic Fangio being named the new defensive coordinator. Vic Fangio leaving the Miami Dolphins to come to Philadelphia. And let's bring in a coaching legend who gave Vic Fangio his first job as a professional coach back in, the I don't know, 1980s, 40 years ago at the Philadelphia Stars. Let's welcome in Jim Moore. Good to see you. Good to see you, John. It's nice to be on the program with you. And if the Philly fans are uh, looking at this, I... I love Philadelphia. We had some good teams there in the USFL. I've always been treated well by the the people in Philly. It's one of my favorite places that we've ever worked or, or we didn't live there. We lived across the river, you know, in Jersey. But I love Philadelphia. I follow their teams. I follow everything about them. And I got friends that still live there. And it's it's great to be back talking about the Eagles. Yeah. And how amazing is it when you look back that you gave Vic Fangio his first job with the USFL, Philadelphia Stars, and then you hired him again in New Orleans and Indianapolis. So let us know here in Philly, what are we getting with Vic Fangio? You're getting a great coach. I'm talking about one of the best. And and you're talking about a, a good guy, a really good guy. I mean, He'll be great with the fans. He loves Philadelphia. It's his hometown, the whole thing. And and you're getting a number one person and a number one football coach. He is special. I love him. I think he's the best. And uh, I can't be more happier either for you, either for the, the Philadelphia fans and for Vic. And I know he's crazy about being back in Philly. So what kind of defense can... Philadelphia Eagles fans expect? They will expect one that's probably a little bit unique from what other teams are doing. I know that he started something uh, in Denver and, and, and teams have canceled it, uh, canceled, have, have copied it. And, uh, uh, and, and I know people are trying to figure it out still people and offensively that are going to have to play him because I mean, he's really a smart guy and he knows and just by being smart, he knows football and he knows how to attack an offense and how to defend an offense and, and how to confuse offensive coaches and things like that. And uh, his new defense. And, and again, I tell you, I know teams in the NFL that tried to copy it or try to find out how to beat it. But uh, it's unique and, and it's not crazy unique. I mean, it's solid. It's correct. And it's, you know, it, it, it works. But uh, he, he's he's very smart. Very Vic's a smart guy. He's a disciplined guy. He knows uh, what it takes, and he know, and he knows how to coach guys. I mean, he. I, I, it's hard to describe Vic. He's 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 uh, the guys love him. The players love him, and, and 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 as much as that, they respect 
his ability is what he is as a football coach, what he knows, how to how to, how to game plan, all those kind of things, because he's really good at all of them. And, and the players that play for him realize this, they know this, and they play their head off for him. So he kind of has the two high safeties, and that's what everybody's copying. Um, does he? But they don't end up back there. Huh? The, they don't end up back there once the small the ball is snapped. Yeah, but yes. no. So, so how much does he do post snap movement? Uh, and and how hard is it to read what he is doing defensively? Well, you know what? I didn't. I've never tried to figure it out. And when I know. Vic and I correspond still, you know, we, in fact, he's been out to visit me in the desert and all that kind of stuff, but I've never tried to figure out what the heck he's doing. And I know it's unique. I know people don't like to play against it. And I really haven't sat down and studied it. All I know is if it comes out of Vic's brain and mind, that it's going to be effective. I know that for sure. So we have some very good pieces on defense here in Philadelphia. Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat getting after the quarterback. But, you know, there's been some issues with the secondary. And maybe the secondary got a little older. And maybe the talent level hasn't been there. Because they lost half their defense from the Super Bowl team. Does he need really good players? Or can he scheme it up if there's a hole here or there? Both. Every coach needs really good players. And if you look at the teams that win every year, they, they have better players than the teams that they beat in, in most cases. They aren't any, there aren't really any bad coaches in the NFL. All the coaches in the NFL are qualified and good coaches. Some teams, maybe the coaches are a little bit better than another team. I don't know. I don't like to judge coaches too much because I don't know a lot of these guys that are coaching nowadays. I know Vic and I know how good he is, but you win with the best players, but Vic will get everything out of the, the defensive players for the, for Philadelphia that, that they can give him and, and that, that he can get. And I know he'll do that, but he'll, he'll do a good job of scheming and, 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 and uh, figuring out ways to, to stop an offensive football team, whether it's like everybody else does it or his own ideas. He's a smart guy, a really smart guy. And uh, he, he, he does a good job of, of, of presenting his defense to the players and, and, and teaching it to his defense, his defense to the players and then coming up with uh, success. I can't say enough about him, and I I know I'm I know I'm on a a, a station in, in in Philly that that and I should be saying nice things about Vic. The only reason I should be saying things nice about Vic because he deserves these nice things. The guy's a heck of a guy, and he's a great football coach. His players will love him. He's not going to take any stuff from them. You know, he's a disciplinarian, but not an overly so. But they will respect him for his knowledge, his preparation, and his ability to teach them and coach. And that's coming from my heart, my brain, my body. So as much as I know about Vic Fangio, I'm just telling you that. And <laughs> and I tell you, you know, looking through your history, in fact, did you lose your job because you stood up for Vic Fangio and, and wouldn't allow him to be let go? That's right. That was, uh, I don't like to tell people this. I don't. I brag about it, but we went into, and we went in, I went in, I was out after 11 years with, with uh, the saints. I took a year off. I left the saints on my own, but I took, it was just time. And cause 11 seasons, that's a long time for a coach to be at a team. But I took a, a week, a year off. I worked for Fox sports radios, people like that. Then I got the Colts job and we were three and 13 the first year. 
I didn't like my defensive coordinator. I didn't know him. I didn't like him. So I hired Vic after the first year. Now, Vic wasn't all the reason for this, but we were 13 and three in the second year. And, but Vic, you know, he was the same Vic that I knew of, but he was running the defense. And uh, I forgot what your question, it was actually what, what, what well, asked well well, you were apparently told yeah. to let him go, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Coach. Okay. Now at, we were 13 and three, then we were 10 and six. And then the, the my fourth year, we had some problems with some things, injuries, et cetera. I think we were six and whatever. But anyway, I and 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 the the, the GM of the of the uh, Colts called me in a few days after the season was over and he said, I would like you to fire Vic uh Vic Fangio. And he would work with Vic. It was uh, he had worked with Vic at Vic was in North Carolina at North, wherever he was there. No, I forget. But anyway, he uh, he asked me to hire Vic. He said, "What?" I said, "What?" I said, "I can't hire Vic. He's a great coach." He said, "I want you to fire him." I said, "Well, I'm not going to fire him." He says, "And this was a of talking over a couple of days with him, and he says, well, if 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 I if you can't fire him, then we need to fire you.'" I said, "Fire me. I'm not firing Vic Fangio." I said, "There is no way that I can live with myself the rest of my life." having fired Vic Fangio, not because I knew him well, not because he was a good friend, because he was the best coach we could be for this football team. Yeah. And they let me go him too. So what the hell, you know, I, I, I never looked back and said, I shouldn't have done that because I believe for sure that I should have done that. Wow. And that says a lot. And it's interesting here in Philly, Jim, because Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni, he's going to have, his third set of different coordinators. They had two great coordinators with the Super Bowl team. They both left and got head coaching jobs. Then last year, they hired Sean Desai, who's a disciple of Vic Fangio. And then they had uh, Brian Johnson on offense, and they have let both of them go. Really? Uh, both the coordinators from this past season? Yeah. Fired? Were fired? Basically. Yes. Okay, they didn't leave on their own. They were fired? Exactly. Um uh -huh. And and so it's interesting because now Nick Sirianni is going to come back as the head coach for a fourth year, right. but he is going to hire a new offensive coordinator and is going to let the offensive coordinator run their offense. He says they're going to be in charge of it. And obviously Vic Fangio is going to run the defense. So have you ever been in that situation where you were in fact, kind of like a CEO head coach and you had your offensive and defensive coordinators, they had complete autonomy. Well, I don't think any head coach has their complete autonomy. You know, you, you've got to, I, I, my background was defense. That's where I'd ever coached defense. And uh, so I, I wanted to be more, a little bit more involved. I was probably more involved with the defense, but I wanted to be more involved with the offense because I was a D had a defensive background. So I wanted to be in there and learning and stuff like that. But uh, I, I don't know in my situation, I was involved. I was probably more involved with the defense. But if you've got coordinators as a head coach, it doesn't mean you're not coaching that you let them run the show. But if you have confidence in them, you know, along with your input as a head coach, you let them do with what they you think they, they think they should be doing. And uh, and with Vic Fangio, I believe maybe his mom or someone else. I was reading when he was head coach of the Denver Broncos. She said he's a man of few words unless mm -hmm. you make him mad. Oh yeah, is that true? That, that's probably true. I've never seen Vic really mad. I mean, I've, I've I've felt that feeling from him from his inside, you know. But 
I've never seen him really blow his stack and just rip people and stuff like that. No, he's not that kind of guy. He just isn't. Trust me. Yeah. But uh, he's quiet. He's on the quiet side. He's not a hellraiser. He's not a uh, talk all the time and all this kind of stuff. He's not that way. He's pretty smooth all the time off, you know, good and bad. And uh, like I say, he's an intelligent guy and he knows how to handle things. And he's got a lot of confidence in his ability as a person and as a coach. And I, I think you're getting a special, special coach, for the Eagles. I, I, I've always felt this way about Vic. But I can tell. Uh, I love the guy. I love it. I love the guy. I respect him. I respect him not only as a person, but I respect him as a football coach. So yeah. this is interesting. Uh, four years ago, ESPN asked a bunch of the young, great offensive coordinators in the NFL, who is the number one defensive coach that is toughest to read and attack? All three of Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, and Sean McVay said Vic Fangio. Now, Bill Belichick has been coaching in this league a long time. I mean, if you were to say the best defensive minds in football, is it Belichick and then Vic Fangio? I don't know how much coaching Belichick does as the head coach, you know, with the defense. He probably has a, a large input, but Vic's, that's his baby, coaching that dang defense. So I think anything that they he does might, and Abe, uh, Belichick hires a defensive coordinator. He's got a, Does that mean he's helping out that much? I don't know. I don't know the situation where Belichick with the Patriots, but I know this, that Vic, 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 and he, he studies, he works hard. He, and he doesn't talk a lot about it. He's not, he, he's a man of few words. Yeah. But he's a good guy. I mean, he's not some quiet intellect or, you know, you can't talk to him. He's just a, a regular guy, nothing big, you know, blow hard or talking or any of that kind of stuff. But he's, he's just a smart guy and a good guy and a respectful guy. And you guys are going to love him in Philadelphia. I'm telling you, and he's going to have a heck of a defense. I don't know how, how good their players are, but I know they're pretty good, but I, I mean, do they have a good defensive team? I really haven't followed them that much. Well, okay. Well, they, they lost half their starters. Uh, the defensive line had 70 sacks, the Super Bowl year. And now they were down to 43 and there's some coverage issues. Um, but obviously, you know, free agency, the draft coming up, you can, you can add some players, but they did lose some players from their defense. I wanted to ask you, you know, you were in Philadelphia in the eighties coaching the stars and you brought in Vic Fangio. And is that where he developed his love of the Phillies or was it before that? Cause you guys both played at the vet, right? The stars and right. the Phillies. We played at the vet. Right. Yeah. Do, do yeah, you know, the, what, now what's the question? Do, do you think that, I mean, did he, did he hang out with some of the Phillies there? Did he, did he go to the Phillies games? I mean, does that how he kind of fell in love with the Phillies? Oh, you mean the, the baseball team you're talking yeah. about? Just yeah. the, the Phillies, the, the baseball team. Yep. Uh, he, well, he, he's a sports minded guy. He likes, he likes sports. I mean, he likes baseball. He likes football. He likes basketball. Uh, I, that's probably where he was. You know, we 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 played there in the Veteran Stadium, and um, we pra I think we practiced there at the, where the baseball team played, and we had to we had to practice when they weren't playing or something. I I don't remember. You yeah, know. it is but, a long time ago, forty years ago. I don't even say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> that blows my mind. Yeah, forty years ago. But anyway, we had good teams. We had the best team in in the, in the USFL for three years. We played in all three championship games, one, two, 
Vic was a big part of my staff. I took most of those guys to New Orleans and yeah. we had great success in New Orleans too. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you, you've got a lot of connections with Philly. I'm, 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 I love it. I love Philly. And I'm seeing you're in the commercial with Kevin Hart right now. Not right now. No, it's not right now. Wait was a minute. It? Oh, was it? Yeah. The, the gambling commercial. I know I've been, I've done that. It's a, wait. So, so is that, you've never uh, seen that, that before? Well, wait, wait, wait. So did they take your press conference from back then? No, that wasn't, that was a made up press conference that I went out to Malibu one day and, did it, you know, and yeah, that was, <laughs> you're talking about the playoff press conference. That was the most might or any of any press conference I ever done, did. <laughs> so, so our producer, Rob Kessner wanted me to ask you, he, 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 we, yeah. of course, in Philadelphia, we had the Allen Iverson press conference. I'm sure you've seen that, right? Yeah. 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 Nah, nah. Practice, <laughs> you know, Practice. Yeah, I know. He said practice. I said playoffs. I, so what do you think is more famous? I think mine is. I, don't, <laughs> I do. I walk down the street a lot and some guy will walk past me and then I'll hear, hear him say playoffs. You know, <laughs> it's crazy, but I, I've made some money with the deal. I don't know. You should. You deserve but it. I, you know, I used to be a little bit uh, hold, hold back a little bit thinking it was kind of a goof. It wasn't goofy. I mean, it was a serious question uh, in a press conference after a game where a guy says, do you think this, you lost today? Do you think this, this was when I was with at Indy my last year. He says, do you, you lost today, coach? He says, does this, what does this do to your chances to make the playoffs? And I'm not going to do it right now. I said, you know, playoff, I said it more outward than that, but I said, playoff, we're just trying to win a dang game, basically. And <laughs> that was it. So I I hear it all the time. I, I mean, it, like you say, it's a dang commercial for. So still to this day, you could be somewhere and you you hear it like you turn around. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could be. Sure. <laughs> sure. Now I'm getting more stuff. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting because of this commercial that they have. Uh, DraftKings has. I'm I'm getting emails and texts from friends or not friends, but people I've known that I haven't talked to for 20 years, 30 years. <laughs> and they say, oh, we saw your deal on, on, you know, that your commercial and nice going or something like that. One guy, he didn't like it. You know, he said he didn't like Carl Peterson, you know, Carl and I are friends. You know who Carl Peterson was? Yes. Yes. And the Dick Vermeil's guy, he was with the right, Philadelphia right. stars too. Yeah. Or Carl and I, well, Carl was the GM of the stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Carl and I stay in touch and stuff. He he didn't like it, but I know he did like it. He was just giving me trouble. Yeah. Why wouldn't he like no, it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I and think, you, you know, you know, the boxing announcer who says, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. He gets $10,000. If anybody says it, I think you should have like at, at some point, the trade oh, really? like, copyrighted <laughs> it. So you get like 50 bucks every time somebody does it. <laughs> yeah. That would have been funny. No, I don't care. It, I'm, I'm, I've made some money with it, but uh, it's not no big deal. If, if, like I said, first of all, I thought it was. I don't, I don't want to. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a goofy things when I did it. I didn't mean it to be, and it wasn't that big a deal. I mean, but uh, I, uh, I don't know. Like, it's turned into something a little bit crazy. So, and I, I I'm not as embarrassed. About if somebody asked me to say that 
You know what I said? If uh, somebody I didn't even know, or if they text me, said, say it for my son or something. <laughs> like that. I'll do it. Basically, I wouldn't have done it five years ago. I'll do it now. I, I'm kind of, you know, have fun with it. What the heck? That's kind yeah. of my approach. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's so cool because, you know, Henry Winkler, the actor, yeah. I remember one time he said, there's like four generations of people who think of him in a different way. Like some people know him as Fonzie from Happy Days. Some people know him from The Water Boy, right? Yeah. And then he's he's got a children's book now. So he, he goes through an airport. He says some little kids come up to him. So I think it's pretty cool because, Jim, now there's some kids who see that commercial well, and they know, know you for that. Well, whatever. Entertainer. <laughs> no, I'm not an entertainer. No, it was great I was stuff. Just kinda, I was always, uh, I didn't really hold back much in press conferences and yeah. things like that. You know, I just told him what I was thinking. A little I more. love it. I love it. And it was such a natural, genuine reaction. That's why people love it. So what? <laughs> it's over with. <laughs> so let me ask you, you're on Cameo, right? Do people ask you? I do a come? Cameo thing. Yeah, I, I started doing it about two years ago. And, you know, they some they'd ask for different different reasons why they would like a response from you. And I've enjoyed doing it. It doesn't take much time and I make a little money and I buy my lattes with that money and things <laughs> like that. <So> anyway. anyway. <laughs> That's great. I mean, do people on Cameo ask you to do it for their kids? Yeah, know? I get, oh, they, 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 I got one today. I got to do one today. I got two days to do it, but it's from a wife of a guy that wanted me to say something. I kind of glanced at it to her husband about some of these. Oh, he's a big Bronco. He's a big uh, Denver fan. Denver's playing in the games this weekend. He said, my, my, my husband's a big Denver fan. Could you express your opinion of what you think his chances are or something like that? But I get, I get crazy ones too, you know? Yeah. So anyway, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I don't mind. No, it's cool. It was such a natural reaction. I mean, I, I mean, just when, when I said I was going to interview you about Vic Fangio, that's what like people, people imitated because, because you got a great personality and it was such a natural reaction. I love it. With me, doesn't bother me. On my tombstone, it's, it's probably going to say playoffs. For <laughs> Hell with how many games? No, I'm, it's, I'm having fun with it now. Hey, before I let you go, do you have any great memories or stories of Philadelphia or anything really funny that happened in Philadelphia? Do you know Dick Vermeil uh, here in Philadelphia? He was so into his job as a coach. You know, he used to sleep in his office. Um, and they they told the story, I guess, at training camp. They were in inside after camp and they, they were studying film. And I guess it was late at night and they heard like all this sound, they heard, you know, not bombs, but it was fireworks. And Dick is like, what is going on out there? And they said, Dick, it's the bicentennial of our country. <laughs> yeah, Dick. He was so wrapped up in great. his work. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you have any good stories or fun the stories? The only story I know, that would, I, the only one I know I remember, and I, it was in Veterans Stadium and uh, it was at the USFL game and, um, uh, all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know what the situation it was or anything, but I'm standing on the sidelines and I noticed fans during the game on the field. And I don't know why, but they were out there, you know, and, and they had to stop the game. But the fans were, you know, the, the Eagles, those fans are something special. And uh, they were out there and they, I don't know if they were mad or happy or whatever. Might have been when we were going to win a game and they, 
just came out there to celebrate. I don't know, but they had to stop. The, the game wasn't over yet. They had to stop the game and get him off the field and all that kind of stuff. But you always knew those fans were back in the stands and either booing you or clapping. I love coaching in Philly, but, you know, we won. And that's that makes a big difference. But those fans were fabulous. And, and when I went to the Saints, those Saints fans, because they'd been losers forever, but they they stuck with their team. And once we started winning, they got fired up and they were great fans too. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. Uh, pretty cool history that 40 years ago, you gave Vic Fangio his first job. Now it's full circle for him. I love it. I love home. it for Vic. I'm going to call him tomorrow. Yeah. That's great. Probably they're working already. I don't know. Yeah. That's what he does. Apparently uh, his brother in that article in the Denver post said that as they had, they had won a huge game and then he went out to dinner with his family and Vic was already starting to diagram the X's and the O's and the scheme and stuff like that for the next game. And, and the family just wanted to have a little dinner. You know, he's a fun guy to be around. He's not like a, a professor or something like that, but he knows his football, but he's, he can go out and have a good time and stuff too. And he's, Good, good person, good friend, good guy to be to know and be friends with and stuff. He's very professional, and well, that's great. Yeah, and he'll love being back to Philly. I know that. Well, that's great. We appreciate your time and my pleasure. Uh, congratulations! Maybe don't invite me back to an Eagle game next year. There you go. We will see you in Philly. Oh, um, that would be nice. Yeah, I'm sure Vic will have you back. You guys get out to play the Rams or anybody, or we will go out and play the L.A. Rams. The the Eagles play the Rams. Yeah. Okay, I'll put Vic. I'll make Vic's get me tickets. Yeah, there you go. Good. He, he owes you. You gave him his Damn first right. Job. He owes me. You know. Really appreciate the time. It's My good pleasure. to see you. My congrats, pleasure. Congrats on a great career. Thank and, you. Uh, and enjoy enjoy the Cali life out there. It's beautiful. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, celebrity cook Steve Martirano is bringing his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly, where it started. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. So make reservations for Martirano's Prime on open table. I've been to the one in Fort Lauderdale. I'm glad it's back in Philly. We are now joined by someone from our area who is going to be in the NFC title game, Lions at the 49ers. Let's welcome in Craig Reynolds and Craig uh, from Willow Grove, Abington High School, Kutztown to the NFC title game. What's this moment like for you? Well, it's a great opportunity. Um, the 49ers are a good team. Uh, we got to go across the country and uh, you know deal with them. It'll be fun, man. The energy. Uh, we're excited. Uh, and we're just excited to get it started, man. Um, but you know, the city's excited. We're excited. It's going to be a fun one. All right, so I got to ask you, what song are you going to be listening to before the NFC title game? What's going to be in your ears as before you head out to the field? I mean, the the original has always been uh, I'm a Boss by Meek. I've played that since high school. It's something we did at Abington. So ever since we started it, probably like my sophomore year of high school, I've listened to it before every game. 
throughout high school, college, and now at this level. So, of course, got to stay with the uh, tradition. So you got that Philly flavor before you head out there. Yes, sir. Very, very nice. And and I got to ask you, we, we listened to Amonra St. Brown's podcast, yeah. that fourth down touchdown by you, first playoff touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. So what's going on? You weren't actually supposed to be on the field? Uh, yeah, so it was – we practiced these plays and everybody has a personnel, so – the play that was supposed to happen was going to be like some kind of like pass play, I guess. And then uh, the defense changed what they were doing. And if we sub again, they had a chance to sub. So we just wanted to keep them with what they were in. And we just called the run. You know, I wasn't expecting it until I called and got into the huddle. And JG called the play. I was like, all right, bet. Like, I got a score. It's four down. So. How funny is that? Amonra said, like, he looked back and he noticed white cleats, I guess. He says, uh, wait a second. Who's back there? Yeah, he said something to me on the sideline as soon as it happened. Um, but, yeah, man, I was just excited. Um, and like you said, it was a pivotal point in the game, man. We drove the length of the field getting down to the line, and it was fourth down, so I just had to make it happen. And the uh, whole line came off the ball. Everybody executed, and it just worked out. So at what point uh, – take me through it. Like, at what point – like, why did you run on the field? And then at what point did you know you were going to be handed the ball? Uh, so I'm jogging on the field. I'm anticipating a certain play. Um, that we practiced all week for down in that for the situation. And then um, once I got into the huddle, um, play was not what I expected. Uh, so I was like, all right, bet. Like, I know, you know, what I'm supposed to do and everything. And it's just, you know, the opportunity came. And I just had to take advantage. Like I said, we all executed, uh, you know, in a situation like that, everybody's got to do their job. And we were able to do that. So I'm watching at home and I see this and I say to myself, because I've read your story, how many times you've been cut in the NFL around seven times or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Seven times, not heavily recruited. You went to Kutztown. So did everything come out the chip on your shoulder? Did everything come out on that run into the end zone? Uh, yeah, I just felt like I just had to make it happen for the team. Most importantly, like it was fourth down, man. And in a playoff game, like you don't get, these opportunities down at the goal line like that. So I just want to make sure we got seven. Um, and yeah. And then from there, it was just excitement with my teammates, um, you know, feeling the energy from the crowd. They went crazy. So it was just fun, man. Um, the chip will always be there uh, no matter what the situation is. So the dance, where did that come from? <laughs> the dance, man. The celly. Uh, I've been, <laughs> we've been doing that before practice and like a bunch of teammates, um, you know, I probably do it the best. So I was like, all right, like I'm going to, I told him I've been practicing that probably since the middle of the season. I said, yeah, if I score again, like I'm definitely hitting that. And I, I scored in practice, did a little trial run with it. And then I was like, all right, for sure. You know, got to make sure the timing works, you know, you can't celebrate too long. So yeah, I should make sure. And then I scored. So I was able to hit it. And so when you have a moment like this in a huge playoff game, the lions, haven't won two playoff games in a season in what, like since 1957 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Take me through it. When you get back to the locker room after the game or whatever, how much does your phone blow up from people back in the Philly area, Abington high school cuts down when they see you score a touchdown like that to help your team get to the NFC title game? Uh, it means a lot, man. I know for the city, obviously it's been a long time and it just feels good uh, to do this for them, man. Um, you know, we've, this is something we've talked about since OTAs and just seeing the work uh, being put in by everybody in the locker room, the coaches, and now it's just coming out on the field and we're, you know, having a deep run now. It's great. 
Um, and as far as, you know, the, the support from back home, it's awesome. Um, a lot of people know my journey and a lot of people that did text me were a part of my journey. I'm thankful to have them. I'm truly blessed to have the support system I do have. Um, and everybody that reached out was just awesome. Uh, it was like, it was a great feeling, man. Um, and coming out on top and then being able to advance. So everybody's just excited, man, but you just got to stay even keel. It's another football game this Sunday. So, so take me through your journey. Can you remember when you left Kutztown? Um, uh, you were like probably looking for a job out there, right? Because I mean, you weren't drafted. So were you looking to like get into the work workforce? Like were you getting calls and interviews to to do something else other than football? Yeah, the goal was definitely to uh, play at the next level, whether it was NFL, CFL, I don't know. I just still wanted to play football. I enjoyed playing it. But I also did take uh, some job interviews, uh, an insurance company, um, had a good relationship with the owner and you know, just wanted to make sure, you know, I graduated my degree from Kutztown in marketing. So uh, I kind of made sure I had a plan because you never know. Um, but, you know, God's plan prevailed and uh, I was able to get opportunity in Washington and then just go from there. I'm truly blessed. So when you say go from there, you, Washington and then and then where? Because, I mean, you've been, you know, practice squad, going to camps and cut a bunch of times. Yeah. So I went to Washington on a tryout basis, made the 90 man uh, camp ended was cut, went to their practice squad, was elevated, played three games for them, um, and then was cut, went to the Falcons practice squad, stayed with them for the remainder of that season, um, all the way into the next year, was released by them, and then went to Jacksonville, uh, was on and off with Jacksonville uh, with roster movement and stuff. And then uh, after that season, I ended up, being released when Urban Meyer was uh, hired and then ended up in Detroit the following camp. So each time that you go to a place, but then you're cut, I mean, do you, do you like Jalen hurts here in Philly says, I have all those scars and, mm -hmm. and they come out chip on the shoulder. I mean, do you still wear all of that? And, and how sweet is it at this point to see where you've come from? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, the journey has been amazing. Um, I appreciate those tough times because it makes me really embrace the moments that I I'm here, you know, and being able to do what I do. Um, cause I know what it's like to be home and watching. So it's definitely a blessing, um, just having these opportunities and being able to be and meet all these great players that I'm around and stuff like that. But yeah, the, the chip is always there, man. Um, like I said, I know what it's like to be home. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm a big team guy. So I just feel like between the chip on the shoulder for myself and then the chip on the shoulder for my teammates and just making sure I do my job all the time um, and give 110% for the guy next to me, man, it's, that's kind of what I, you know, go off of. Well, it was great running into you this past summer and, and you have got a great story of perseverance. And you just mentioned playing with some great players. All of a sudden this week, Eagles Super Bowl, Hero Zach Ertz just pops into your locker room. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how that works, man. He's a great guy. I uh, was able to get out here and uh, practice with him. Um, hell of a player, hell of a person. Um, you know, it's just great. It's another addition to the room, a veteran leader, and uh, we're excited. So I'm trying to put it together. Back when the Eagles won the Super Bowl six years ago, uh, did you grow up an Eagles fan? Um, 
Not really. I was just, I'm a football fan. I always loved football. My dad was a coach. Um, so, you know, football was on TV. I was watching. It didn't matter if it was college, high school, some sport. Like, I just love football um, for the most part. But, yeah, I was at Kutztown when they won the Super Bowl. Um, celebrated. I mean, it was pretty cool. You know, it's, it was the first one. So, um, but, yeah, I'm just, a, I was just a football fan coming up as a kid. I just love the game. But that's pretty wild. Like, Zach Ertz just all of a sudden comes into your locker room and you guys are going to try to help him get back to that Super Bowl. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, I was out there today and, uh, you know, the practice finished up. It was a good practice. And I said, good stuff. Uh, 8-3 is his number. And he's like, whoa, I'm not used to hearing that because he's always worn uh, 86, I think, right? So he's like, yeah, that's different. I'm like, yeah, I mean, having him in a different number. But like I said, man, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to have him out here. Like I said, you know, growing up in, Philly watching, you know, that's what the game is on TV and just seeing the work that he's put in and how much he meant to the city of Philadelphia. Um, so it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. And you've got Philly connections because uh, Deuce Staley was your running backs coach. And did he uh, give you a nickname? I heard. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, when, I, when I first got here, he said uh, I was on the couch watching Netflix before I got the call over here, which is I mean, he's not wrong. I was working out, but like I was at the time, you know, just on the couch relaxing and I uh, did get the call and, uh, you know, it's just blessed to get that opportunity and then, you know, go out there in the preseason game and the next day getting called Netflix by everybody. So that's, yeah, it's crazy. And, and then, uh, Deuce said you've graduated though. You, you got some other nicknames since then. Yeah. He's every, every year he was changing it. He was calling me something different. I think he was just naming any, streaming service provider that was available uh didn't matter but you know, it was his little inside joke his little running joke yeah man if he if he was calling you hulu you should at least get some money for that right shoot man i wish i wish <laughs> and 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 growing up in the philly area with the eagles on every sunday were there any players on the eagles that that you related to and inspired by oh of course man i mean as a running back, LaShawn McCoy was cold. So, like, watching LaShawn McCoy doing all that stuff on the field and then taking even back to Brian Westbrook um, and then Deuce as well. Like, I was I was able to watch Deuce growing up when I was really young. So, uh, just the running backs that they've had in that room, um, you know, all had different skill sets but were very talented watching them. Of course, I idolized those guys. Um, and, you know, watching them every Sunday, uh, some of the stuff, you know, I can't take from them because it's God given. So, yeah. but it's just, you know, those are some great running back rooms that they had over the years. Yeah. And uh, were you more of a Sixers fan or an Eagles fan growing up then? I'll, I'll say this. I am a, I'm a Sixers fan. I do every time I'm home, I try to go to Sixers games. Uh, huge fan. I was there. I uh, think they won a playoff game back when I think Kevin Garnett was on the Celtics and uh, Drew Holiday was the point guard. I was up in the nosebleeds, waving the rally towels back then when the process was first started. So, um, you know, I'm a huge uh, Sixers fan for sure. So so who was your like biggest player when you were growing up? Who did you love watching play for the Sixers? Alan Iverson, of course, man. I had a jersey. I was wearing that jersey. It was I'm a little kid, but I was, I tried to hold on to that Allen Iverson jersey all the way. It was tight. I was still trying to wear it just because AI was the man. Like, who yeah. didn't be like AI? So, uh, yeah, probably Allen Iverson for sure. When you're on the football field as a running back, do you ever kind of picture yourself with the crossover, the AI move? Yeah, I mean, shoot, man. I know the receivers try to use that crossover on the releases, man, that one too, but, you know, 
you can try to mimic it, but nobody's going to be what AI was on the court out there, man. Like that, the quickness, the agility, um, the craftiness. Uh, you try to try to mimic it, but yeah, he was he was a different breed. Yeah, it's a big week for you then, scoring the touchdown in the playoff game. You see Joel Embiid dropping seventy. Yeah, yeah, it was def. That was crazy. I got the notification. I didn't watch the game, but I got the notification. I said, "Hold up, what?" And I had to go look at the stat line. You know, you see it all over the social media and stuff. But yeah, it's dope for him, man. I mean, in the city, just to have that seventy uh, is crazy. So, uh, and as a big man too, I feel like that's wild. So, yeah. And by the way, on the NBC broadcast, we saw your Lions teammate, who is also from the Delaware Valley, Jonah Jackson. Yeah, Jonah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's shouting fun. out on the broadcast yeah. media elementary school. Yep. 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 That's my dog, man. We give, you know, me being from Montgomery County and he's, he's Delco, I think. So yep. we give each other a hard time. Whose football was better, you know, coming from high school and all that stuff, you know? So I'm going to say Montgomery County should River one, you know, he'll say otherwise, but yeah. So, so if you had a, uh, if you had an introduction on the broadcast, would you go, well, what would you go with? You think from the Philly area? Shoot, I'd want to give what it's you it's real quick. I'd probably say Cutstown. I'd probably say Cutstown. Yeah. And then if I had another game or another opportunity, I'd go to Abington, you know. I'd I'd probably switch back and forth or something like that. That's pretty cool. What does it mean to you? There's only been a handful of guys from Cutstown. A lot of guys overlooked, but there's only been a handful of guys to play in the NFL. You've got you've got, of course, Andre Reed in the Hall of Fame. But what does it mean to you to be representing them at this level? Uh, it's dope, man. I, I have a good relationship with Andre. He uh, shoots me a text every now and then just giving me support, man, which is dope. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, I was there at Kutztown when he got his uh, gold jacket and the stadium named after him. But man, I'm just I'm thankful. I'm blessed. Um, it's been a dream of mine um, since I was a little kid. And since I walked into Kutztown, I always thought, you know, why not me? Why can't I be a guy from Kutztown that makes it to the NFL? So ever since then, I just put the chip on my shoulder and put the work in. Um, and the biggest thing now is I just want to be motivation for, you know, the next division two, division three, small school kid, or the kid that's not highly recruited coming out of high school right now. Um, just to keep working, man, um, be your own biggest critic, um, and just take advantage of every opportunity you get and stay hungry. Uh, that's my biggest thing right now is I just try to, I want more. PSAC guys in the NFL, more Kutztown guys in the NFL. You know, trying to make it, you know, a norm. Well, you are a great example for kids growing up, especially here in the Philly area, uh, that that maybe are overlooked and then have to fight through getting cut all the time. Um, before I before I let you go, I want to ask about your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what have you learned from your brother? Obviously, your brother had the same dreams and hopes uh that that you are living out right now. Mm-hmm. So wh- what do you take from what has happened to your brother? Is he, is he still in prison? No, no, he's home. Okay. Is, is he going to be able to watch you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tunes in all the time. Yep. Yeah? Yeah, it's is awesome. He ever, is he ever going to be able to get to a game? Oh, uh, yeah. He came to uh, the Baltimore game earlier in the year this year. That was the first game. Got him on the sideline. Uh, but, yeah, he was able to come on the field. Um, you know, like that's my base. I just wanted him to experience it, too, because I still remember being, you know, in our kitchen and just talking about you know, dreams and what we wanted to do. And, you know, he's been with me every step of the way. Um, and, you know, I love him obviously. So like, it's, it was just cool. It was a surreal moment having him out there. The game didn't go our way, but you know, him being there pregame and just soaking it all in and seeing what it's like. Um, it was, it was definitely awesome. 
And it's interesting because does he does he kind of tell you maybe that he's living a little bit of that dream that he had through you? Like, does he does he kind of envision himself in you a little bit? Because you you have made it. I'd say he's probably just proud of me, man. Um, you know, he we talk all the time. Um, he's hard on me at times, like it's needed. You know, he's he's a big brother, but uh, it's it's just great to you know share it with him. I don't want to say he's like living through me, but I'm I'm definitely sharing this with him. I try to, you know, send him all the footage, you know, tell him what's going on um, just from in the locker room on the field and stuff like that. Just sharing the experience with him. Uh, it's definitely dope. Um, and like, you know, it's just all love, man. I, I'm, I'm thankful that he's home now. And, you know, it's not just like catching sports center highlights when it's on the TV. It's like he can watch the game and, you know, feel the energy and all that stuff. So, and then him coming to the game, it was, it's been, it's been dope. And is it pretty cool after those experiences in the other cities and getting cut and trying to find your way in the NFL? Do you feel like you've found a home with the lions? Oh, I, I love the city, man. Um, the fans are great. Uh, the, the energy in this building is, oh, I love it. Uh, the grit, the attitude, it's everything that, you know, I, I look forward to, um, and enjoy, um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's a little chilly. It gets cold here. But besides that, you know, I love it here. And uh, I, I know since you've been through a lot in your journey, do you have any tattoos on you that kind of remind you of your journey or anything like that? Or any reminders that you carry around with you or in your locker or daily reminders? Oh, yeah. I try to keep them everywhere, man. I, I write my goals down, um, you know, sayings. I write on my tape during the game, just, you know, whenever you're feeling tired or as the ebbs and flows of a game go, you know, just looking down at the tape and, you know, having reminders like that. Um, and then yeah, tattoos. Yeah. I have a, I have a bunch, man. Um, I have me and my brother, I have a matching uh, tattoo. Um, you know, I have the the logo on me, like, yeah, there's a bunch. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I like, you know, tattoos obviously. So I feel like, you know, just on the journey, I've always want to, you know, see where I've come and, how long and how hard the journey was to get where I'm at. So I kind of express it through the tattoos. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Abington High School, I know they're probably all Eagles fans, but now they're going to probably be Lions fans this weekend and rooting you on because um, you're a great, great example of perseverance and wanting it and putting in the hard work and getting there. So uh, congrats to you, and we wish you the best here from Philly. Man, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and it was great running into you this summer. And then yeah, see you on TV, going to the NFC title game. Big touchdown. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man, it's crazy how things work. 